to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things. A podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get going. Now, when I was younger, I remember watching films in which kids would be punished for saying bad words by being made to wash their mouths out with soap. I guess the logic behind that was that the word was dirty, so it needed soap. I'm not entirely sure. It wasn't something that ever happened in our family. But curious child that I was, I decided to see what soap tasted like. To get an understanding for the severity of the punishment, to assess the child acting skills of the child stars in the movies. Mind you, this is the same young girl, Elizabeth, who also wanted to know if you could truly slip on a banana peel. And so took one outside to the back porch to try it out one day. And I'm very happy to report that yes, in fact, you can indeed slip on a banana peel, and it is very slick, even on cement. I, like, covered a great distance, and there was a banana peel, like, mark on the cement afterwards. As far as the taste of soap goes, however, I will say I can't really remember it well, but it was not my favorite taste. I will say it did not taste good. Most of my experiences with soap followed more of the norm, cleaning up after the restroom use, or washing down the kitchen, or washing off mud from particularly rainy soccer games, or trying to put the chain back on a bike and having to wash my hands from that. Throughout all of life's adventures, I'm very grateful for a way to clean up and start fresh. Which brings us to today's topic. Let's talk about soap. While these days we use a lot of soap to clean ourselves, in the beginning, however, these soaps were actually primarily used to clean kitchens, utensils, textiles like wool, and were also used for medicinal purposes, not so much the washing of oneself. Soaps have also been used in the production of lubricating greases and thickeners. Anciently, lubricating greases were made by adding lime to olive oil. In 3000 BC, Sumerian priests were using a soap-like substance made of ash and water to purify or cleanse themselves before temple rites. The earliest records of soap go back to ancient Babylon. At dig sites, evidence has been discovered that indicates that ancient Babylonians were making soap as far back as 2800 BC. They used soap to clean wool and cotton, as well as for medicinal purposes, for the last 5,000 years. This soap was made from boiled animal fat and ash. A recipe for soap, including water, alkali, and cassia oil, was found on ancient tablets from around 2200 BC. Records from 1550 BC in Egypt, called the Ebers Papyrus, also revealed evidence of the ancient Egyptians using a soap substance made from animal and vegetable oils, as well as alkaline salts. The substance was used for bathing, and a similar substance was used to prepare wool for weaving. In ancient Palestine, a soap-like substance called potash was made from barilla plants. This soap could be brewed and then placed into molds to harden into smaller shapes, which could be cut and would make soap cakes. These soap cakes also included herbs like lavender and germander to provide a pleasant smell. The ancient methods used to make the soap are still used to produce Nabulsi soap today. In 600 BC, the Phoenicians were reportedly using goat tallow and wood ash to create soap, whereas for the Romans in the first century AD, soap was made from urine. There was even a soap factory discovered in the ruins of Pompeii. Soaps made from tallow were used to treat sores and was even reportedly used to dye hair red. This was most likely used more by Germanic men than women. In 58 BC, the Romans first encountered the softer soaps used by the Gauls, and from there they started using those soaps for washing. Prior to these soaps, 
Romans would clean themselves by rubbing oil into the body and then scraping the oil and dirt away with a tool called a strigil. Soaps were primarily used for medicinal purposes. According to a 2nd century AD physician named Galen, during this time, using lye-based soap to clean the body became more popularized, with Germanic soaps the most popular and the best to use, followed by the Gaul soaps. For the Celts, soaps were made from animal fat and plant ashes. The Celts are actually also responsible for the creation of the word soap. They named their soap Sipo, which is the word we derive soap from today, although it has also been said that soap got its name from Mount Sapo in Rome, or may have actually even derived from an early Germanic term for it. There is a legend around Mount Sapo in Rome in which the tale goes that soap was discovered there as women were washing their clothing in the river and animal fats from sacrifices up the mountain had flown down into the stream, and as the women washed, they noticed that the clothing became more clean more easily because of the animal fat mixed into the water. In ancient China, detergents of sorts were used long before soaps. Soaps made from animal fats didn't enter the market until the more modern era. These detergents were made from the seeds of Gladistia senesis, or a mixture of pig pancreas and ash, the difference between a detergent and a soap being that detergents are created from mixing chemical compounds being combined in a mixer, whereas soaps come from mixing oils and fats with a base. Detergents are also more soluble in water. There is evidence of soap making as far back as 1300 AD, although the purpose of the soap making material is unclear. About 3000 years ago in the Chou dynasty, ashes from plants were used to remove grease. Additionally, in ancient China and ancient India, soap nuts were used to clean. These nuts were boiled and then crushed, releasing the essential essence that contained cleansing chemicals. In ancient India, shikai was also used to cleanse the hair and body. Ancient Indian skincare routines also included the use of many herbs like turmeric, lotus petals, and sandalwood. The Middle East produced hard soaps used for cleaning the body, the kitchen, etc. These types of soaps are also known as toilet soaps. These soaps were produced with pleasant scents in the Middle Ages during the Islamic Golden Age. During this time, soap making was a full-on industry. In the Middle East, soap was produced from fats and oils and alkaline, whereas in Syria it was produced with olive oil, alkali, and lime. Soaps from Syria were exported to Europe and around the Muslim world. Syria's Aleppo soap was famously considered the purest soap. It helped with a variety of skin problems and didn't dry out the skin, but actually moisturized it. In West Africa, a recipe for African black soap, also called Anago, Alata, Semena, or Duduosin soap, uses ingredients of burnt ash, which give the soap its black color. The soap is usually made from burnt ash, shea butter, or palm or coconut oil. It provides UV protection because of the inclusion of shea butter. In medieval Europe in the 6th century in Naples, there was a guild of soap makers. By the 8th century, soap making was found in Italy and Spain as well. In 800, Spain was the leader in soap making. Soap making did not become prevalent in England until 1200. In 9th century Europe, soaps were largely made from animal fats and did not smell good. Soaps were later imported from the Middle East with a much more pleasant smell. In the 12th century, Spain and Italy dominated soap production and export, with Castile soap of Spain being particularly popular. Soap was pretty much industrialized in the Muslim world by the 13th century and in the Christian world by the 15th century. 
In Europe, fine soaps were produced in the 16th century with Castile soap from Italy as a prime example. It was a vegetable-only soap that was derived from the oldest white soaps in Italy. From the 1660s to the early 1700s, there was a tax on soap in England, making it affordable only to the rich. The tax was later repealed in 1853. Part of the repeal allowed for smaller manufacturers of soap to crop up, as up until that point, there were also regulations on the amount of soap that was required with each soap boiling. A minimum of one imperial ton was required. Up until that point, that requirement had prevented smaller soap makers from opening shop. Let's just take a moment and enjoy the irony of dirty politics in the soap making business, because that's fun. In the 18th century Europe and America, bar soaps became industrialized and advertisements to the general populace, educating them on the importance of soap to improve health, began to flood the scene. In fact, in both England and America, soap became one of the first industries to use large-scale marketing techniques. Liquid soap was invented and patented in 1865 by William Shepard. At least, he had patented his specific version. In the 1900s, other companies appeared, like Tide and Pinesol, and they started selling liquid soap that could help with cleaning more generally, more than just the skin, like clothing, bathrooms, floors, we're back to kitchens again, and more. So, how does soap work? Soap solubilizes dirt particles and grimes from the item being cleaned, allowing them to be separated. Soap can also kill microorganisms because soap acts as a surfactant. When soap is lathered up, it disrupts the membrane lipid bilayer and denatures the proteins. Soap also emulsifies oils, which makes it possible for the oils to be washed away with water. These types of soaps are those toilet soaps that we talked about, that are used more for cleaning house or cleaning your person. Toilet soaps are typically made of triglycerides derived from coconut, palm, or olive oil, or tallow. Most often, these soaps are made from tallow, which comes from animal fats. Each animal fat produces soap with a specific and distinct feel from other soaps, so goat soap is going to feel different from other types of soaps. Oils from seeds tend to produce a softer soap. Soap is a billion-dollar industry, with the most expensive soap in the world coming in at $2,800. It is made by a family business in Qatar and is made with gold and diamond powder. I'm not sure if the gold and diamonds, like, do the job better, but that would certainly be a singular experience. There are many times in our lives when we need a clean slate to get back up and try again, and whether it's figuratively or literally, the idea of starting over clean and fresh is something that everyone needs all the time. And as for literal restarts, where we need to wipe off the dust, soap has helped us out. As we've made mistakes and tried again, soap has helped clean us up for one more go. It might be sappy, but the idea of breaking down what didn't work and carrying it away in the water and starting fresh, I like that for life as well. As we break it down, break down our actions, break down our mistakes, and find out what didn't work, and then let it go, we can start over good as new, and even a bit wiser for our troubles. So for all the adventures it's taken us on, for all the health and protection from germs that we've gained, and for all the times we've gotten a clean slate, I am grateful for soap. That's it for this week. There's always much more to learn about soap and every other topic. This is just a small taste. But thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day and a great week. Take care. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.